Sports Beat Roundup on Beat 102-103. Times continue to be tough, but on Beat we keep the show running no matter what. And so begins another week's Sports Beat Roundup. This week's show is understandably dominated by what's happening in the world at the moment, so we look to see how the clubs around the southeast are adapting. First this week, we hear from a man with a serious job on his hands. It's a really, really tough time and we all get that and we're trying very hard to uh, come up with um, some solutions. We talked to one temporary club that's giving back. We had no hesitation saying, listen, we're not using it, you're welcome to have it. And we hear about one international soccer fixture that's going ahead on Sunday involving a South East side. All that on this week's Sports Bee Roundup with me, Kevin Galvin. Five counties, one big sports show. Sports Beat Roundup. We started this week's show hearing from a sporting man with even more on his shoulders than most at the moment. Already in debt to the tune of over 55 million euro and facing postponements left, right and centre, the current pandemic couldn't have come at a worse time for the Football Association of Ireland. Sligo Rovers and Drata United have already confirmed that they've let their staff go with the League of Ireland facing one of its toughest times in its history. Quinn says, however, with all that's going on, he's still confident that the postponed Euro 2021 will be a success in Ireland. You know, our stakeholders have worked so hard and our partners here in Dublin, you know, for this year, and okay, it's been it's been put off by year. That's a blow. Uh, it's also a blow to to the hospitality sector. Uh, it's, it's also a blow to to the exchequer. The exchequer loses out, and we were hoping to to make amends for the help that we've been given. But it's just been put out for a year. Our partners have uh, indicated today that we're we're staying strong, and uh, you know we're going to emphatically. Uh, roll our sleeves up and uh, and get stuck into what will be another long process to um, to make sure that you know that we can turn it around in that year and that everything that that was built up to 2020 can be switched seamlessly to 2021 but our partners have been brilliant to now from that's you know when you look at uh, Dublin City Council you look at the Department of Sport and Government the Aviva Stadium themselves and below that you know lots of very important partners on Garda Síochána the DAA for instance uh, you know the the, the NTA um, it, it's there's there's a lot of uh, people who've done a lot of good work to now and we all want to see that carry on it, it it's it's a uh, a, a bump in the road, there's no doubt about that, but um, but I think we're going to work hard together to make sure that we have a great tournament. As you say, what a time to do it, 2021 centenary, start of something real new in football in Ireland, a look back at all the great things of the last 100 years, and to, uh, to have it all, the icing on the cake would be to have tournament games uh, in Dublin, with Ireland playing even better. Now, the League of Ireland, you know, the aspiration from UEFA is to recommence club football in the middle of April, a lot of League of Ireland clubs suffering hardship at the moment. What's your message to them on the back of today's decisions? Well, well we're in uh, direct consultation with the clubs, have been for, for the last week or so. Uh, we started a steering group, as you know, and we're, we're assessing the impact daily of um, what this is doing to the clubs and, and how hard it is for them. As you know, some of them have already gone and announced that they uh, won't be able to pay players. That's falling in line with, uh, I suppose, the, the national... Uh, emergency that's occurred with, with uh, thousands and thousands of people being laid off in my own village tonight the hotel closed and uh, 200 people were laid off um, it's it's you know it's a really really tough time and we all get that and we're trying very hard to uh, to come up with um, some solutions with the clubs uh, and indeed the PFAI and the players themselves that will give us some sense of satisfaction in this extraordinary time uh, that 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 you know that players can be helped in some in some shape or form uh, but they, there's a big meeting on Thursday again with the League of Ireland clubs, and uh, our, our, our steering group will continue to, to work and assess and 
and look at how we can uh, do this. If there is something in Europe, you know, that we can go to, we will go. Uh, if there is something in government, you know, we, we would look at that too for the players. But every industry is in the same boat. It's really, really tough to imagine that there will be something extra for us there. We have to, uh, we have to really, you know, dig deep now and see how, how can we uh, best shelter, you know, our, our, our players essentially and, and, and our clubs who will lose huge revenues. So um, it, it's a real worry, Carl, but uh, I think all we can do is get the stakeholders around the table, make it the priority that it is, and, uh, and try and deliver something that, that brings about some form of comfort in, 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 a, in a terrible time. And look, the aspirations to get going again in April, that would be great. We, we know there'd be a limit then to the damage that would be done. That would be something. But uh, it's aspirational, and let's hope that um, everything that goes on with COVID-19 means that at that point we can play football again. It's, um, it's a tough sort of position, very tough position to be in. Football isn't alone, but uh, we'll work through it as really as best we can. But um, it's important now that everybody, clubs, players, the association, has an open mind on what's next. I think so, yes. I think it's extraordinary times and, and will life ever be the same again? Who knows? You know? And I think in this period, as I say, the clubs have some real deep thinking to do themselves about how the future looks for them when, when, if and when we ever do get back to what we call normality. And uh, do they use this time to, to create uh, something new or different in, in time? Uh, you know, as you know, um, in, in normal times there for the last while, the uh, All-Ireland League has been suggested. There's been suggestions about re re reverting to a, a winter league, etc. You know, um, I think there's a lot to ponder for the clubs. We're here to help. They'll make the decisions. And uh, we, we, we just hope that uh, together we can find a way through this, this awful period. Um, but it, it, it won't be for effort and hard work. It's a big priority in the association. A big step that may help the league clubs and is definitely going to help Irish football was taken on Monday night when the senior council voted in the new banking procedures for the FEI. Mm -hmm. That's a major result. It's a major result for the whole game and that goes from grassroots right the way through the, uh, the amateur game the, and, and when you find, find the, the, the issues that we're just talking about are so prevalent in the League of Ireland in our professional game, um, right there is, is a place that will benefit straight away. So all of them will uh, in time and really grateful and, and welcome the, uh, the vote that was uh, decided by, by the council members which actually makes the association feel as if it can work again and function properly as the business that it was always set out to be. That was the, the, the difference I think, you know, once that vote went through, you, you know, as, as an association you can start to plan properly knowing that you have the resources to, uh, to, to, to get the, the show back on the road again and, and League of Ireland is, is one of the first places, you know, we, we would owe money to the League of Ireland clubs. And uh, that, that sign-off straight away has given us an ability to, uh, to, to give the club some comfort. And, you know, obviously we would hope that, that in summer and that, that the players would be comforted too. Uh, but again, we'll, we'll take it, um, you know, we won't be issuing orders and telling people what to do here. We'll be just trying to assist and hope that, uh, that the game comes to some, some really good joined-up uh, consequences together. And that's the... Um, that's, that's the big thing here, the football needs to stay strong and stay together. We, we, we have this uh, money now to, uh, to make the game work a little bit better. It's not the whole lot, we didn't get everything. Uh, there's still, as you know, uh, government uh, assistance to come and there's um, you know, potentially UEFA money to come too. So, so it will get better again, but right at this time I think that vote going through was, was, was great. It finally feels like the association can do what the association is meant to do. And talk of affiliation fees perhaps for league clubs? Well, I think the, the clubs will um, 
will we'll discuss measures you know, with the steering group. And again, they have their own meeting on Thursday. They have a very big meeting on Thursday uh, to, to try and, and, and work out the future. But if we were to do something like that, it would be us talking to the clubs about it first. I don't think now is the, is the portal to do it. Our, um, our joy at getting the money in means that we have lots of, uh, lots of constituents and lots of areas need to be, uh, to be plugged, gaps and funding gaps, etc. Uh, but, but that said... Um, you know, I think we've, we've said it in the past, we'll say it now in this tough time, you know, the, the League of Ireland and the players are a priority right now. In terms of football, we, we all watched the boys in green on Monday night and we went back to 94, etc. You feel like a new start is, is around the corner now? I f- it feels that way. I, I believe the association has done unbelievably good things in the last 20, 30 years that, that have been out of the news because of other reasons. And it's time now to get you know the power of football back into the, I suppose into the mindset and and you know as you say watching the program and seeing what what football can do for Ireland and uh, you know they're talking about it being involved in the peace process, winning the tricolour back because the fans took it back from paramilitary activity. Um, that that alone is, is something huge that football does. But when when I see the stuff that I see, you know from our RDOs and our ETBs here, our redevelopment officers and our enterprise training board officers who go around the country and bring in to schools and to, uh, and to other areas, you know, the brilliant, educative and, uh, and fun things that football can, can deliver for young people. Uh, I was out in Darndale last week as one of the best things I've gone to in a long, long time where the local guards and the, uh, and the young people are playing in night leagues together. It's, it's, it's unheard of. And, and to hear uh, Christine, the girl who... Um, who runs the show out there, to hear her say, uh, we've tried everything in here, football is the only thing that works, that tells you how important football is. It didn't need to flash back to 1990 and watch the whole country go mad. Football is very important, and I believe that the future uh, and what our association should be about is, is from grassroots level you know, to the schools, right up through all the, all the different chambers, right the way up to uh, the professional game and indeed the international game that we recognise football for what it is from now on and never go back to the, to the dark days where, where you know, football is, is, is um, you know, being dragged through the gutter. I think uh, the, the, the great thing, the great opportunity that 2021 gives us, the great opportunity that bringing the, the newfound income and, and revenues that are given to us by the uh, stakeholders who've supported us, that um, we, c- we can actually deliver on, on what an association is truly meant to deliver on in all those areas. And... Uh, Regardless of, of who the CEO is or who the president is, you know, th- th- there should be a fundamental uh, framework of what the association does and how it is appreciated by its people. And I think uh, we're, we're getting to a point where, where that can start to happen. And there's a, an opportunity now for football in the middle of this COVID-19 pandemic to show people leadership, to show community support, to be there for each other. It's really important that football sticks together at this time, you know, that uh, we all understand the, the, the pain that's in the air right now. There's some, some very serious things happening, uh, elderly people particularly very vulnerable. But uh, I suppose the hope is, is that football sticks together, that we, uh, that we unite in some way. I think Monday night in the council voting in, I think that's a real stepping stone to, uh, to, a, to a better future. Um, it's only, a, 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 I suppose, a point in time, but it's significant. It's big in that we can now start to, to act again like a proper association. And, and what that can do then is hopefully give confidence and help to, uh, to all of the, the football people in the country, you know, young and old, that, um, that they're, uh, 
that they're part of a, of, of a great thing that the association football in this country is is about to uh, to come back and be stronger than it ever was before and that you know in, in this particular time of need and uh, a time of worry that we look out for each other that the community stays strong and that football sticks its chest out uh, I, I just get the feeling that um, we'll be we'll, we'll, we'll come back stronger than ever when this COVID-19 disappears and uh, I'm, I'm very very happy that the council voted for the the first part of that to happen the the, the bank of ireland part uh, but when government's part comes in in, in late april as, as it suggested and uh, uefa get their shoulder behind the wheel after that um i can see a better day for all of us i just hope people can hang in and, and be tough in the meantime first for the blues tracking waterford fc on sports beat roundup from real to virtual football, we switch with Waterford FC finally getting their chance to return to Europe in FIFA 20 at least with the ultimate quarantine tournament taking in 128 clubs all being represented by various players. On paper, the Blues draw against Liga Angers isn't a bad one until you consider that they have Nathan Sneaky Nyagom playing for them, one of the best FIFA players in Europe. A daunting task for Blues representative Andrew Burke but the great opportunity for the club and communication manager Niall Onigan spoke to me on the phone this week. So we're joined on the line by uh, Communications Manager at Waterford FC Niall Lanigan uh, Niall first of all thanks very much for joining us Thanks very much for having me Kevin um, I suppose it's a just really strange time like I mean all the interviews I'm doing recently seem to go along the same lines of talking about um, this this virus no football on at the moment obviously but I suppose um, there's something else kind of interesting happening uh, kind of a, this massive FIFA tournament seems to be organised by Leighton Orient involving Waterford tell us a little bit more about it Yeah so um a lot of clubs were signing up to this uh, FIFA tournament and it's, it's hosted by Leighton Orient um, and they host the, the competition for all the all the clubs to enter so we thought and we said we'll um, take a shot at it's kind of a mad thing to get to get involved in. I mean, it's, it's so many clubs and the huge ones around the world. Um, you've been drawn against Angers of of France, um, which pe- it's kind of a funny one because just because there might be a smaller club, even though Angers have been in Europa League, um, there might be an in quotation smaller French club. They they actually have the best player in France playing for them, isn't that right? That's correct. Yeah, the player the the player that our um, fortunate and unfortunate representative Andrew Burke. Um, of AB Graphics uh, was going to represent the club in the competition he's going up against as you said the best FIFA player in France he's a he's a fully paid <laughs> FIFA player so he's actually played to, he's paid to play this game uh, for a living so he's going to find it very difficult now up against up against um, that gentleman so what initially happened was we tried to set up a FIFA tournament um, on behalf of the club for people to play for the position and um, we were inundated. Um, we had 64 places, and it was full within four minutes. Um, I refreshed the page after the first minute, uh, and I noticed that 20 to 30 positions were full. Um, and unfortunately, um, we weren't able to complete the tournament in time because so many people were in. So what we've done was we put um, a club representative, somebody who works with the club, up against a fan, um, and that was selected by the Block E lads who have, who have been recently fundraising um, on behalf of the club. So we said we'd honour them by allowing them to select a player to come up against our club rep. Um, and I believe Andrew won 4-2. A great achievement for Andrew to um, you know, to get through is what was, a, as you say, a packed field of people. Um, so now up against uh, Angers-Waterford against Angers, where can we expect that match to happen? The match is supposed to be scheduled for Sunday, I believe. Um, we're just ironing out the details with the lads um, in Leighton Orient. 
uh, as to the exact time and date of that fixture, but we hope um, to stream the match uh, through our social media channels. So all of our fans will be still able to get behind us and, and watch the match live, hopefully. Yeah, and I suppose... So we'll keep you posted on that. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose an opportunity as well for yourselves to kind of, you know, this is a, this this thing is going to be watched around the world really now because there is very little football on and there are teams from all around the world um, involved in it. Um, so I suppose it's a great opportunity to, to kind of get the message out about Waterford and put it on the map. Well, this is it. And we've been involved now, in, in a, particularly on Twitter now, we've been involved um, in comments and remarks with big clubs. Um, so at least, you know, the club's name is getting out there. It's a good bit of exposure. It's all positive. Um, we were very surprised to see the amount of people that firstly wanted to play um, a competition even for ourselves and how many clubs particularly large clubs that wanted to be involved in this tournament so all in all it's, um, it's been a bit of an eye opener um, and it's hopefully going to be a huge uh, welcome distraction from the current situation that we find ourselves in Yeah and I suppose another nice little bit of publicity considering um, the you know a few weeks ago the last home game I suppose at least uh, your Waterford fans have a good like there's something to hold on to because that that, um, that Shane Griffin goal obviously um, against Derry a few weeks ago uh, 266,000 views Can you, could you quite believe I know I was there when you were putting it up online but even then could you quite believe how, how fast it went out well, it was a it was a fantastic strike. You know, it was um, worthy. Um, it was a very worthy goal of its of its views. Um, it's received huge reception online, um, and it, even though the crowd, the the numbers, you know, it was a little bit low on the night uh, for the, when you welcome Derry to the RSC. But I mean, the the roof lifted off the RSC as you said you were there. Um, you know, I hadn't heard a roar like that in a long time. <laughs> very very welcome. <laughs> But it was a fantastic goal from a, a young local lad who came up to the academy. So it, it was, you know, and, and it was the 95th minute. So all the all the green ticks were there for it to be a, a huge goal. Um, and, you know, we're delighted for him. Um, hopefully we see a, a couple more of them uh, when the season recovers. Yeah, and I, I suppose just generally, Niall, like how is the mood around the place? Because they're, they're very uncertain times and I suppose we've already seen a couple of League of Ireland clubs um, talk about, you know, kind of releasing players in order to let them kind of, you know, um, sign on for that special kind of COVID-19 dole almost that's there at the moment. So what's the feeling around the club at the moment? Well, the, you know, for, as you're probably aware, over the last uh, year or two, We've we've been unfortunately um we've had a couple of unfortunate incidents, you know, with missing out on our European place um and things like that and we've been picked down uh, a couple of times. Um and to be honest with you, this is another big hit for the club, um, as you could imagine. But the attitude uh, is something I'm very um impressed by. Everybody in the club is still positive. Um all we're talking about is waiting to get back out there, get on the pitch, get training, get playing again. The negativity in it, everyone is positive. Um, and it's just fantastic to see. And it's when you step back and you say, well, you know, we have the COVID virus hit now. We have the lack of European football. You know, um, it's very easy to get down and to be beaten up by that. But to see the positive attitude in the club that everyone is just focused on getting back, getting playing football, um, it's fantastic. It's actually, uh, you know, it's heartwarming to see that, you know. Yeah, and I suppose what is what are the plans now in the interim? Like, are there any fundraising plans generally? Are the club, I heard, there's some sort of a, a virtual ticket scheme? Yes, yeah, so at the moment what we're doing is uh, we will, of course, honour all um, online tickets, um, you know, uh, when the league kicks back up. Um, so we would encourage people, if they want to support us, by getting online and um, purchasing the tickets as normal. But um, we're also going to set up the club shop um, in the interim 
And if anybody wants to make any purchases, they can through our Facebook page or if they want to contact us on Twitter or anything like that. Yeah, I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? Like, um, like you know, there's there's cash flow is always an issue with League of Ireland teams. Um, and again, like you know, we we, we hear stories of clubs struggling with with a lack of fixtures with the scheduling. But um, this with with I suppose just the uncertainty of it means that any support that you guys can get up front now, um, as you say, buying tickets now for for them to be then valid in a few months' time, just to try and keep the income going for the moment because it's really now is the time where you need it the most. It was an issue well before. COVID-19 hit but of course it's kind of brought that to the fore um, and you know from the perspective of the likes of the FAI they've, they've handled the situation up to now perfectly and great and um, we're very supportive hopefully now they can come out and um, help us again um, help us get over this crisis now at the moment Niall, uh, Niall Anagan, thanks a million for joining us on the show um, look, best of luck to uh, Andrew on what's going to be a very difficult assignment tomorrow against his counterpart from Angers um, and best of luck to the club themselves as we say to people um, as you said yourself club, the club shop is open and there's tickets still available to buy online that will be, will be valid later on in the season so just do your bit and, and get out and support your, your local business Yeah, and just on behalf of uh, the club I just want to thank all the supporters who have uh, backed us up to now um, thank you very much I know this is a very difficult time for everybody, but keeping us at your, at your, in your heart is uh, very welcome, and thank you very much for that. Thanks, Kevin. Following the Premier County Sports Beat Roundup. With the pandemic putting a strain on us all, community groups around the country have been trying to do what they can to help, no less so than in the world of sport, with several major facilities being open for testing usage. And it's not just the big stadiums, but the local halls too, including Tipperary's Moyle Rovers. Club chairman Tommy Campbell explained how the club got involved. It's anxious times for people now in truth. Um, we, uh, we were contacted there, when was it, last, uh, last weekend there to know what we be prepared to make the place available to them. Now, we had, uh, had a meeting last Friday, um, Friday night previous to that, and we had agreed that the, the facility would be would be closed to the public. So the building was effectively idle, so we had no hesitation to say, listen, we're not using it, you're welcome to have it, and, um, and uh, more than happy to play our little part in fighting this epidemic. Yeah, and I suppose that's the thing, like we're seeing Crow Park being used, Park Weave's being taken today. Um, so, you know, I suppose for facilities that were reliant on, on some, some public, uh, you know, public funding, it, I suppose it's only right that they should be available then for the public to use for something like this. Absolutely. Um, we got a significant lot of funding for that, um, for that complex um, over the years. So without public funding, it wouldn't be there. So I suppose it's... Uh, it's payback time, if you like, but uh, that's, that really wasn't our motivation factor. Our motivation factor was, yes, we can help. We can, we can do something for, for the people of Tipperary, and we're, we're delighted to do that. Yeah, I mean, and, and it, you know, it's, it just shows you that kind of community spirit, doesn't it? And the kind of role that sport has to play, even though there's sport cancelled, uh, it still means that, that sporting clubs have a role to play in all of this. Well, absolutely. Now, originally, the concept of of Monroe Sports Complex, by its very name, was a sports hall. But increasingly, over the years, the community have been using it if it's only for the 25 drive or whatever meetings of various organisations are held there. So it is, it is, and it was community or community orientated, um, and 
then when we sent out the text informing our members that we had made the facility available, the response from from everybody without exception was positive and thumbs up and well done, this is great, you know, so um, that helps us too when, as decision makers uh, to, to be confident that we did the right thing. Uh, so um, it's a pity, it's unfortunate that that it's needed and, and as I said before, it's anxious times for people, um, but hopefully uh, we're here and that testing is 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 the big one of the big uh, uh, options the HC have to fight this virus so uh, by increasing the te- testing facilities uh, which we are taking part of it should help in the fight uh, so we're, we're, we're happy with that Brilliant and I suppose just finally um, Tommy I suppose just from a club's point of view um, you know you say it's so important for clubs to be involved in the community and as you say people have already given you the thumbs up so um, it's it's you know I, I suppose it, it's great it's good for the reputation of the club but it's also it, it sh- shows you the kind of how important uh, clubs and facilities like this are to community, communities when, when we do have situations like this. Yeah well I think uh, the GA's reputation for uh community involvement and, and helping people uh, didn't start today or yesterday, it's renowned. Now the unfortunate thing about it is while the GEA in effect are making this facility available, we have no choice but to deprive people of what we are there for, which was the sporting activities. Uh, now there is a walkway in my rovers there that was put in last year, John Owens, our chairman, but our former chairman was very involved in putting that there and uh, that is open to the public at the minute and it's separate from the complex and people are quite, can be assured that they're, uh, it's safe to use it and um, the HSE are fully in charge of the complex at the minute, they've changed the locks uh, so their, their mission is to protect people so my rovers haven't uh, haven't the responsibility of care to the people, but we're assured that uh, the walkway will be safe to people. So while we can provide sporting activities, which is our reason for being, we can we have the walkway there, which people, members and non-members, are free to use, and uh, we hope to do. Obviously, observing the COVID guidelines that that we're getting familiar with. So on that score, we should be able to do something on sporting and inverted commas side of things uh, to help people get through this time and maybe pass some of the long days that are there. Sports Beat Roundup on Beat 102-103. That's all for this week's Sports Beat Roundup. You can listen back in our SoundCloud at Beat 102-103. Now Trish has the soundtrack to your Saturday night. She's up next with Beat Anthems.